Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Tiffany in Rome, Katie in Seattle. For those of you who are new to listening, I was taking a walk the other day and I was thinking there are some supporting players on this podcast. Tiffany is in Rome. She's been there for almost 20 years. And if you hear the names Claudio or Aurelio, they are husband and son. And if you hear Derek... Respectively. (laughs) And if you hear Derek, that's also Katie's husband here in Seattle. Yes, I suppose it's true. We do mention our partners and appendages sometimes without explaining who they are. So if there are new listeners, you're right, that might be confusing. Yes. And I lived in Rome for a year. Tiffany's been there, as I said, 19 years, coming on 20. And yet I've also spent a lot of time in Rome since living there for a year. So that's our kind of perspectives. But both of us are from the Seattle area. And now that we've brought and you we up to- we grew sp- up together. That's true. <laughs> we met on the <laughs> school bus in the sixth grade. So that brings us up to now and today's topic, which is going to be a little wide ranging perhaps, but it's basically how do you be social again after a pandemic and in this new modern world, a world of rampant technology, of course, and um, also just different kinds of social engagement, I would say. And evolving rules of what is acceptable social behavior. Right. There's a few reasons why I thought we should bring this up today. One is a very personal conversation that you and I have over on the Patreon. So if you're not a supporter of us on Patreon, you might want to check it out. That episode's coming out the last week of this month. It is so personal that I didn't even really write what it was about in the description when I set it up to post because uh, you'll see why when you hear it. And uh, as I mentioned, right before we start that conversation, that was a hard conversation for me to me, even if it had just been the two of us talking together by ourselves. It was even hard just to tell you about what I'd been thinking about, let alone a couple hundred people over on Patreon. (laughs) Right. And I also, um, it's one of those conversations that sort of just ends up kind of rattling around in your head. I don't know if that was the same with you, but after we finished talking about it, I think I carried it with me into like the things that were to come in my life. Mm. I carried that conversation around. That's all we're going to say about that. If you want to check it out, join us on Patreon. As little as $5 a month, you can hear these kind of slightly more private conversations that happen over there. Patreon.com slash the Bittersweet Life podcast. Yes. And you get two bonus episodes every month. And uh, I was trying to figure out, Katie, because, you know, I'm not over in the States very often. But I was like, is that the price of a coffee these days? Like a fancy Starbucks coffee? Um, Could it be as much as five bucks? I think it's actually, well, I don't know because I don't go to Starbucks. But if I go to a normal coffee shop and I get an Americano, I would say it's even less than that, to be honest. Like the, the coffee- Americano is less? No, or- no, no. The $5 a month is less. I like going to this one particular coffee shop to write. And I believe my coffee there is $5.32 every time. Something Jeez, like that. That's a lot of money for an Americano, which is basically just a shot of espresso in hot water. I know. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I'm sure it depends on what part of the country you live in. But either way, I would hope that you listening would find this show more valuable than just a cup of coffee that you finish in an hour. Especially because we're not asking you to give us a coffee every day. One once a month. 
<laughs> That's <laughs> it's true. It's really a good deal. <laughs> That's really true. That's really true. And uh, I've said it before, and I don't, this is not our topic, so I won't go on and on. But I do strongly believe that podcasts, especially if they're independent podcasts like this one is, if it's something that you love, it's a show that you really love, you should support it. I support three podcasts. I'm about to support four, all of them independent, all of them made by the skin of somebody's teeth using their own dime. And I feel like it's my duty to support them because I like hearing them every week. And I know how much it costs to produce a show and how much time it takes. And so I, I do think that if there's a show that you really love and one that is not backed by a giant commercial enterprise, it is important <laughs> to make sure that it is financially strong if you have the means. All right. On to the topic at hand, though. So this conversation that we will not discuss any further that's over on the Patreon this month did lead to me thinking about some of these issues. So let me just introduce it this way. I went to my first major party, I would say, in years, especially because of the pandemic, where the people there were majority my age. I knew a handful of them. I did not know the vast majority of them. It was a big party. It was wide ranging. It was like two households kind of flowing from one house to the other. And one of the things I really have wanted in the last couple of years is to sort of expand my horizons. Everything got so small during the pandemic that I've had a real craving for meeting new people, meeting new friends, reconnecting with old friends, you know, trying to expand my social life back into what I enjoyed it being prior to pandemic, but also prior to moving abroad and coming home and then moving to San Francisco and then moving to New Orleans and moving all over the place and constantly having to try to start again. I feel like in the midst of all that, in the midst of all those changes and lockdowns, that I became kind of an island is how it felt. The island of me and part of what I've wanted coming out of the pandemic and coming out of this into this new year is to try to expand that and be bold and go meet people and hopefully come out with some new people who really make life exciting and interesting. And like I said, reconnect with old friends. So I went to this party and I don't know if you've had this experience, Tiffany, where probably on the outside, everything seems fine. Like you're not being terribly awkward. You're not being impossible to talk to. You're not even talking about boring things. You're just kind of hobnobbing and introducing yourself to people. And on the surface, everything looks fine. And inside, you feel completely different with the entire situation. And this whole party, I felt like I was just out of step enough with what was going on, whether I seemed like it or not, that I felt like the whole thing felt both like it could be fun, but I also felt like I was acting, like I had an internal monologue going. Like one thing I noticed, you and I are both fairly short people. I think I'm a short, shorter person than you, possibly. Um, a little bit. Just a little bit. Not by much. I felt, for one, just physically so tiny at this party, <laughs> right? I felt like everybody was so much larger than me. And normally, <laughs> my size, while I do know that I'm a short, slight person, no question there. I'm <laughs> not usually walking around thinking about my size 
in situations. Like I'm thinking about the conversation and the da 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 da. And then this, I just felt like, God, everyone is so tall. <laughs> I feel like, a, you know, like everybody has to like practically kneel down to talk to me is how I felt. But That's so strange. I know. And and then like the other thing, the whole time I just felt like, it's funny because I even tried to talk to my therapist about this and she's like, I'm not sure I totally understand what you're saying. And I'm like, yeah, I know because I don't know what I'm saying. But I, I felt like, you know, while people were being civil and nice and chatting, that their interest in me was not very interested, you know? And maybe it was because lots of people had lots of friends there, but it just felt like mm-hmm. everybody was sort of like, oh yeah, hey, nice to meet you. And then like, I'm going to go over here and do this other thing, <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> the thing is, is like that it could equally have been me. And then when I look at the party from the outside, and in this objective of like hoping to meet new friends, uh, hoping to try new things, hoping to reconnect with old friends. There were old high school friends of mine at this party also. New people, old people. Uh, I mean, I walked away with the party from the party when Jody and I were both like, that's good, let's go. My friend that went with me. But I also walked away with the party with the phone number of a woman who I chatted with for a good 20 minutes. And she was like, hey, you want to hang out sometime? And I was like, absolutely. And so like objectively... All went well, like from the outside. Yeah. You, know, you got a new friend. You had a good time with your old high school friend, Jody, And then you went home. But for whatever reason, this party has just haunted me ever since. <laughs> and so now I've been like checking out how do I feel in other social situations, you know, and I'm noticing places where I feel very confident and places where I feel very churny on the inside. And I think in a way that I didn't feel, especially on my own home turf in the past like I've definitely felt this way moving to Rome where I just had like a kind of crawling anxiety inside of me at times where I just felt like I don't know where I belong in this situation I don't know what to say I don't know how to make friends with these people but it was an unusual feeling I think um I don't know I maybe I just hadn't felt it for a while since moving back home after all that time abroad and adrift over the years so I don't know. Hmm. Have you had any of that that kind of feeling? Like I know you like hosting parties. You like going to parties too. So, well, there's definitely a big difference between hosting a party and being a guest at a party where you don't know a lot of the people. I mean, that's kind of not even the same the same beast, really. I do like hosting parties. I like hosting medium to small parties. I can't really handle a big party because I want to be involved in every single thing that's going on. <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm I'm a FOMO person. You know that about me. So like I had a Christmas party this year and there were, I think there were 15 people at the party, including us and including uh, three other children. Mm-hmm. So there were only really about 10 to 11 adults at the party, including us. And it was like just small enough that like I felt like I, I was... I was keeping tabs on everybody. I was making sure everybody had enough to drink. I was making sure that there wasn't like trash everywhere. I was making sure that I was chatting with every single person and capturing some of the interesting moments that were just popping up around the room. And that is really what I like. I don't like to feel, I mean, especially if it's a post, a party that I'm hosting, that I'm missing it. You know, like all this stuff is going on and I'm I'm not part of it. Yeah, I <laughs> you know, get that. That's, that's weird. Mm-hmm. When I'm a guest at someone else's party, you know, to be totally honest, I don't go to a lot of parties, Katie. 
Um, well, neither do I'm I. Trying. That's, I'm trying. I mean, but, like, but I mean, you're trying. Well, I, you have to get an invited first, don't you? Like, I, I feel like either my my friends don't throw parties or they throw like these very, very small get togethers like the one I threw, which is basically people you you already know. They're kind of always the same people. I kind of have finally sort of created this little social group. It's a little bit small for my taste. I would like it to be a little bit bigger. But, you know, we've got our relative partners, some of us do, and children. But it's always kind of the same people, which is great. I really like these people. Yeah. But I would also like to be uh, exposed to more people. I would like to meet new people. But it's just I don't feel like that kind of social activity is, is happening within my social sphere. I don't know. I don't know that it's the pandemic. I feel like it was happening even before then. I really do. I feel like the party scene, and I don't mean partying as in going out and partying, but like the the soiree scene, as it were, has kind of wound down in the past, I don't know, 10 years. And I don't know if it's stage of life or if it's, you know, the sort of big group, the big friend group that I once had here in Rome has dwindled simply because so many people have moved away. Uh, so many expats have moved away. So I don't know if it's an expat thing. Yeah. Um, like my expat community has just shrunk because so many people have left. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I do I do miss it. I, I'm a very social beast. I love being around a lot of people. I get energy from people. I feel like if I'd been to a party with old high school friends and I had met at least one person that I had a great conversation with who told me that they wanted to see me again... I would be like on cloud nine at the end of that night. That would have been a huge successful win for me. So I'm surprised that you had this negative feeling afterwards. I guess it was an internal um, situation. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. Like, that's what's so weird and so odd. Is well, the truth is, Katie, you are much more of an introvert than I am. Well, that's um, not true. You no, don't think so? Uh-uh. No. No. You don't think you're more of an introvert than me? I mean, maybe, but I would not define myself as an introvert. Hmm. So, um, I mean, but maybe I'm becoming one and maybe that's the problem. I did have I just, a question. I did have a question because, you know, I used to be very good at hobnobbing because it used to be a big part of my job, getting to talk to anybody and I really enjoying it, like really kind of thriving on the moving from one person to another. And I do find that I feel that way with different age groups. I don't have any problem talking to people who are older than me, you know, and that's another thing that I was wondering if that was a change was that you know this party was not people who were older than me these people were my age and I was wondering if you know because you have a child and I do not and here we are in this mid stage of life where a lot of people my own age are off and busy raising children that maybe people who have a child are better especially coming out of the pandemic at this hobnobbing with strangers because hobnobbing with strangers is a part of having a kid in school and hobnobbing, I mean, I guess with strangers of your own age. Mm -hmm. I mean, really ever since we've entered this phase and particularly because I spent so much of that time living abroad and living in other cities, you know, I was doing all this hobnobbing, but I wasn't like building a community here. And since the pandemic and because of where people are at with kids in our age bracket, it almost feels like people of our own age demographic are missing from the social scene to me. And we've talked about this on the show a little bit, mm -hmm. like that, you know, because I'm not a parent, I, I don't think that they're missing to other parents. 
mm-hmm. my friend Jody, who went to the party with me, has a kid who's in middle school. I think she spends a lot of time meeting people our own age, parents who are friends with her kid and, you know, stuff like that. Just remember that they might not be people that she wants to hang out with. Um, well, that's I, true. I mean, it's more the skill I, I'm asking about. Like, you know, yeah. does it keep up the kind of, you know, and that's not even to say that I feel like I've lost the skill. Like I said, objectively from the outside, it went all fine. It was all about how I was feeling internally that night. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think there's a, an easy answer. No. But you had <sighs> another aspect of this that you were interested in talking about and something that we kind of touched on in that episode that we cannot share about that's over on patreon (laughs) (laughs) well i mean we we were both talking about this sort of social i don't even know how to put it is it acceptable now to to not respond to people over text messages even like friends like close friends just not answer and we've both recently been in situations where we've been texting friends not each other, no. <laughs> um, but other friends and just crickets, just getting crickets back. And you have to ask yourself, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Is this person really busy? Is this person rude, thoughtless? Or does this person not really care about me personally? Right. <laughs> you kind of, I don't know about you, but all of these thoughts will kind of run through my head when I get sort of ignored in these situations and I and I know that I've done it I'm not saying that I've I'm completely guiltless on this issue and I think most people uh, have been in the situation where they have meant to write somebody back and then it slipped their mind and then weeks pass and they're like oh my gosh I forgot to write that person back so it can happen to anyone absolutely but I do think there are some people who it's a pattern with and so those people those situations is it okay now Is it acceptable? Because I feel like if we were to go back in time to a time when there were no cell phones and no text messaging, how did we get in touch with people? And if we didn't reciprocate, what were the consequences? Mm -hmm. And how has it changed? How has technology changed all of that? This is kind of an adjacent topic to the one we started out with, but on the same sort of same lines of... Mm -hmm. um, of sociality. And I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that it's really changed communication habits, social communication? Oh yeah. I mean, I think social communication has changed like tenfold (laughs) over time. I mean, think about, I mean, this is all, it always gets tied up to how, is it the way the world is changing or is it the age that we're at? And that is the hard question to answer. But I mean, like, think about how people used to come by come calling and of course this seems like a very high school thing to do or a very victorian period thing to do (laughs) to stop by with your calling card and see if somebody is willing to have a chat over tea but i mean i do remember the days i do remember (laughs) you know just driving by your house knowing that you were back in town from college and just having to be like in the right area so that I pass by your house and being like, oh, I'll just see if she's around and just pop down and knock on the door. And then, you know, maybe your mother would answer and be like, oh, she's not here right now. But it was not unreasonable that a person would just stop by. And now the idea of in a modern society of somebody just popping by seems quite alien, I think. People don't even like to be called on the phone anymore. Right. I, even I like certain people if certain people call me it annoys me just send me a text 
not everybody, right? If, yeah. if you call me or, you know, someone, you know, it's my father-in-law. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's my father-in-law and my boss. If my father-in-law and my boss call me, I'm like, could a text message not have sufficed? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yes. so I get it. I get it. But, but yeah, that's one thing. I mean, I remember when, if you had kind of mentioned to a friend that you might get together on a certain night, mm-hmm. and this is obviously going back to high school days as well. It's like, you might stay home that night and not go out with a different friend because you were expecting that first friend to call you. Right. Um, yep. And if they didn't call you and they weren't home and you called them and they didn't answer, like it totally ruined your plans for the night. Yeah, so, yeah. That, you know, you couldn't really get away. I mean, people did do it. And especially that happened, I think, in a romantic nature. I mean, if you read books from before our time, Mm-hmm. And even during our time, you know, I there's a famous, famous short story by Dorothy Parker called The Telephone Call. And mm-hmm. it's basically a woman's uh, stream of consciousness as she's waiting for the man she wants to call her to call. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the torture. And yeah, yeah that, that is absolute torture. And I mean, so in some ways, like, oh, wow, how much more freedom do we have today? You know, that we can just take our phones with us and not have to sit, quote unquote, sit by the phone. That was, you know, yeah. that was horrible. I don't miss that. Um, for sure. Definitely. You don't miss it. No, not yeah. not the yeah. sitting by the phone. Not-, not the sitting by the phone. But what I think you do miss, because I think you've told me about this before, is the sense of like, when you make plans, those are your plans. And you don't change your plans and you don't show up late because there's no way to let the person know you're showing up late. Right. Yes, I do. I do get that. And I do. I do still like talking on the phone. I know people don't call much, but I don't mind if somebody <laughs> calls um, and, and wants to talk on the phone instead. Yeah. And then, then I think with the texting and the emailing, I mean, that's where it gets tough because we are all like, especially with email, often inundated with emails. And so I think it's really easy to forget to answer an email, especially if you just read it at the wrong time. And then it gets buried underneath other emails when you read it in the wrong you gotta time. Have a, you got to have a system. You I have know. a system. You do have to have a system. But it is that question of, that not texting, especially I think when it comes to a person who was in your life prior to all of the advent of this technology. That well, you I have think to is be of a certain gets... age for that. I know. <laughs> if you're 22, you don't have anyone in your life <laughs> from true. before that time because that before that time never existed. But let's talk about people our age, okay? But you might have people in that time like from before you had your own phone and you had friends who had to make plans with you in different ways. Unless you were a baby and your parents were like, here's a phone. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, your whole life, you haven't necessarily had instant communication with your friends. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it is interesting um, when you now have this instant communication with your friends that, you know, in times past, you used to have to work much, much harder (laughs) to get in touch with one another. Um, Mm -hmm. It is interesting when the people, they don't write you back. You know, I don't know. Here's a question. Here's a question on this same subject. Do you ever wonder if people don't write you back because they know that you, and I'm not talking just to you personally, but anyone, mm-hmm. um, could be myself as well. They know that you're the kind of person who's not going to make a big deal about it. I sometimes feel like maybe even on a subconscious level, the way that people treat you, especially people who know you really well, is based on what you let them get away with. Mm-hmm. I used to know a woman she was in my friend circle years ago, like 15 years ago here in Rome. And she was a type of person. She was, she was really fun, 
funny, great to hang out with, a good friend when you needed her. But she was really tough. And if you did something that like she didn't think was okay, she let you know. And she was harsh about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody pulled any crap with her. People were always on their best behavior with this woman. <laughs> it was just, it was funny to watch. Um, oh, wow. And we all worked together. And you'd see that in work situations as well. Nobody wanted to piss her off in a work situation because she knew she w- she would give you hell. Whereas other people who were a little bit um, more easy to deal with, they kind of sometimes were not treated as well. And I feel like that can happen in social situations where it's like, okay, I got to write back this person, but they're not going to give me a hard time. Like they, maybe you don't even think about it. That person's not going to give me a hard time if I don't write back to them. They're just going to shrug it off. They're not going to hold it against me. So yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Or maybe Could that be a I don't know. Cause it, it? I mean, it's also interesting because we're in this like text arena where now you can give a thumbs up or a heart or something like that. <laughs> like if you actually don't want to write a person guilty. back. I'm so guilty of this. But I mean, I think, I don't even think it's about guilt. I think it's about acknowledgement. Like I was telling you about a longtime friend that that we had, uh, that mostly I had. I don't remember if you were friends with her or not. doesn't matter. But I had I'd written her this message that was like, sent her a picture and wrote her this message. And like maybe she just read that and was like, oh, yeah, that is a good idea. I do like this picture and I will take what Katie advised me into account. And maybe she just didn't feel like there was anything to say, but... She didn't give the heart response. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or there was like think... no, no, no acknowledgement of receiving it. I mean, that's where it gets kind of weird and tricky. And I tend to not be a person who, I get what you're saying. I definitely tend to be a person who is forgiving. I don't take a lot of that kind of stuff very personally. I don't think I would have even thought about some of this stuff if you and I hadn't had the conversation we had over on the Patreon. You know, like mm-hmm. it would just have flown by me without me even like tracking certain things. And so maybe that's true. Maybe people just know that ah, Katie doesn't really care about that stuff. You know, she cares about what happens when I'm around her or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I saw her message and all right, great. I'm on to other things. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if we can answer that question for ourselves. I think it's got to be a combination of all those things. But I do know that you will always write me back. And I mean, yes, we work together. Okay, so we are constantly communicating. Mm -hmm. But even if, you know, like it's summer vacation and we're not working for a month, if I write you, I know that you are going to write me back, like probably within an hour of seeing it. Mm -hmm. I just know that about you. That's true. Um, And I feel like, is Katie so much, does she so much more free time than my other (laughs) friends? No, It's, it's not that. It's not that. So what is it? What's the difference? Is it that you're just a much more polite person? Are you just, you just care a lot more about me personally? Is it just a habit that you have? Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be one of those things or all of those things. I don't know. I do think that get, texting someone back right away can be a habit that you, that you like make yourself do it instead of just thinking I should write this. Like, I don't know. This happens to me. Like, I'll get a message from someone and I'm like, I'm going to write them this. And like, I think of this really nice response and then I don't write it. <laughs> I've, <laughs> done the do one, it. I've done the one where you uh, think that you wrote it and then like later on, you're going to send them a different message and you see that it's still in the outbox. <laughs> like you didn't push send. I've definitely well, done that's that. That's just an accident. That's just an accident. Yeah. Um, but, but I definitely have like, I have good intentions to write people back. And mm-hmm. sometimes people write me like, someone writes me something so nice that 
in the moment, I'm like, I can't respond to this right now. Like, it's going to take too much emotion for me to write back to this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I can put it off. It's even a nice thing. It's it's a nice, you know, like I had a friend, an old friend of mine write me. I sent him a Christmas photo of, of me and Aurelio, and he wrote the nicest message back just saying, I got to find this. When I need an inspiring, beautiful story of how living well and bravely brings a wonderful life, I think of you, Tiffany. Literally, truly. And it's not just a Christmas thought. That's just the occasion. That's the catalyst for sharing it. But I think it often. Thanks for that. Oh, that's so nice. I know. He's so nice. And I got this message and I was like, I can't wait back to this right (laughs) now. Thumbs up emoji. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) So... So luckily, like two days later, I, I happened to see it again and I wrote him back. But like in the moment, it was like late at night. And as an, I often get texts like from my mom or from you or from other friends late at night because of the time difference. And I'm like, I don't have the emotional energy to write back to a message like this right now. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think usually if I delay, it's one, I haven't noticed it, especially if I'm writing. Sometimes my phone isn't nearby and so I just don't hear it. You know, so like, I don't know, hours and hours and hours go by. But other times it's like, it's usually if I delay, it's either what you're talking about or it's that, you know, they're asking me a question like, when can we hang out or something like that? And I actually don't know yet. I have to like look at some things. I need to like ask Derek a thing or two. I need to see where these couple meetings are lined up, lining up that I have already sent emails out about. And then I can answer I could probably meet up on this day, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes it feels like maybe somebody's like, hey, can we hang out? And then like two days (laughs) go by or one day goes by. I don't know if I ever let two days go by, but, you know, it's usually me just trying to figure out what can I tell them without being like, let me get back to you. Because if I say, let me get back to you, I might forget that Mm -hmm. I need to get back to you. So I'm trying to like have it still in there so that I'm like, yeah, I am trying to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out and then I'm going to write to you and propose a time. Yeah, there should be a way there should be a way on WhatsApp to like you can do it on Instagram. Like you can put a flag on a message so you notice it more easily. I don't think there's a way to do that. You can do it probably on emails as well, but I don't think WhatsApp has that function. But that would be a, that would be a good idea. WhatsApp people do that. But I mean, um, but I think when it comes to like the friends that we have that just don't answer, like where you can you can write them three times and then for whatever reason they'll answer that third or fourth time. That is, I I, I don't know if you'll ever have an answer to like why unless you directly ask them. And even then, I don't know if you'll get a good answer. But I'm, well, what I, I want to know is, is it everybody or is it just me? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that way, you know? I think um, I, I think the truth of the matter is is that it couldn't possibly be everybody. But maybe it is everybody. But I feel like there's always people like you were saying, uh, well, in the secret episode, the one thing I'll share, I think that you said <laughs> in that episode was Claudio writes you a thousand times a day. Just kidding. Not that many. Um, but that you, you usually respond to him because, you know, if you don't answer, he's just like, where are you? What's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's part of like the back and forth of like running a household together, I think. So I, I do think that everybody has a person in their life that they respond directly to. Even if they're single, they probably have a best friend that they respond directly to. But is it everybody else? That okay, here's another thing. Here's another thing. What is the deal with the people who don't even look at your message? Yeah. The, you don't you don't even get the double blue check marks. Okay? This gets me because 
Okay, I'm not talking about romantic situations. Okay, so this yes. is for 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 the, for the purposes of this conversation, we're really just talking about social interactions between friends and other social acquaintances, because obviously in romantic relationships, you've got a whole other can of beans with this whole ghosting situation, which I am. Let's not get <laughs> into that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but what is the deal? You know that this person, like you said, this. Let's say a friend, a, a, hypo, a hypothetical friend of mine who we've been friends for a long time and she's she's always ignoring my text messages. Um, <laughs> and I know that we're not having a fight. It's not, it's, there's nothing going on that would warrant this, like we've had an argument or anything like that. You know she's got that one person in her life who she does check in with, maybe one or two people. So it's not like she just doesn't use WhatsApp or whatever her messaging app is. It's, mm -hmm. she's, that's not, it's not possible. So... You've clearly seen that I've sent you a message and you've chosen not to click on it. Like I'm one of those people who like, if I've got a message in my inbox and I see it, I can't not click on it. You want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what it says. And of course, now there's that thing. I sound so old talking about this like this, but now there's the thing where, you know, on your home screen or on your lock screen, like you can see the first two sentences of the message. Right. So if you really wanted to you could act like you hadn't seen the message, which guilty, I've done it. I've definitely done it. Mm -hmm. But but to go on and on for days and days and, and then, you know, beyond and never click on that message or, you know, not click on it for weeks, that is truly, I can understand forgetting. I can understand being busy, but I don't get that. Yeah. Do you, do you have any answers for that? I have one thing that might tap into your, I'm an expat and this is an expat problem feeling is that WhatsApp is another additional app on a phone that we use to communicate because it's free internationally. But if you were in the States, you'd probably be texting by text, you know, SMS text to each other, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's an additional app, it is possible that a person doesn't let it give her notifications and maybe it doesn't even have a sound. So it takes noticing that there's a one, like a new message mark on that app to know that there's a message there. That's a possibility. Okay. Like like if they are not a person who likes to get a lot of notification sounds, it's possible that it's just not pinging her like it would a normal text message. All right. It's okay. possible. And so it takes a while. Accept that possibility. Yeah, it takes a while to even notice it, and then you're like, "Oh sh crap! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, uh, there's a message here, and it's been—I don't even know—there for a thousand years, and I didn't notice it." <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, I mean, you do have that—that that cover uh, as an expat, I would say. Maybe it does not I should explain... start texting people. Yeah, it does not explain why. My friend who gets text messages from me here in the same city hasn't answered, but mm. that's a case for another time because we should leave it there because <laughs> <laughs> you could just go around and around. If you really want to hear this get super heated and very personal in a way that it mm -hmm. echoed in my mind for days and days and days afterwards, including thinking like, did I... Should I have not said that to Tiffany, uh, even though I believe it to be true? Uh, you could join us over on <laughs> oh. Patreon. Just visit 
patreon.com slash the bittersweet life podcast you'll do two things you'll get to hear this episode and you'll get to support an independent art podcast this show supported only by you and not by institutional backing uh you are vital to the continuation of this show so it's a win-win for everybody and yeah. you get access to all of our back bonus episodes right and there's a lot of got, a lot of stuff yeah i've got a lot of a lot of stuff back there. <laughs> a lot of stuff back there. A lot of stuff back there. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave it there. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. If you love the show, take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to read while you listen. And your rating might help someone else discover the show. Take just a couple of minutes to let the world know what you think of this show. It means the world to us. Thanks. Thanks.